What's up guys, welcome back to another video. Today I'm going to be talking about a really important topic. I feel like I always say that, but these videos are so important to me. So today I'm going to be talking about seeking contentment and five things you can actually do, five, big number five, that you can actually do to feel more content in life, okay? And we're going to go through a couple of case studies. And again, this is one of those important videos, so I've written a few bullet points just to make sure I don't forget. So I will be scanning through. So. The first thing actually when you're talking about seeking contentment and feeling more content in life is actually number one, the first step has to be being honest about your motivations in life, okay? Now, the most important thing about this one is only you know what you really want in life, okay? And the other thing is people are gonna criticize you whatever you do, whether you actually go after your life, uh, what you want in life or whether you don't and you listen to them, okay? so. I'm going to go through two case studies here and the first one is actually seeing um, nurses leaving uh, pu public sector work and going into private sector work so uh, I don't want to get into too much political detail or, or socio-economic commentary uh, but at the moment there's, there's a lot going on, cost of living crisis keep going up okay and uh, one thing that I frequently see when, whenever I do log into social media or the news is uh, you'll see somebody who they used to work in the nurse or they used to work as some other healthcare worker and uh, they leave their public sector or public health job and they go into uh, private work or agency work. And if you just open the comments for your entertainment purposes, you'll find loads of people saying like, oh, you're a terrible person. All you care about is money. You don't care about people anymore. And um, you don't actually realize that a lot of these people, what, what you know, they do care so much about their patients. They do care so much about what they do in their job, but they feel like they're understaffed. They feel so many other pressures. And at the end of the day, if you just disregard the socioeconomic factors for one second, or like the social political factors for one second, consider the economic factors. Again, all of these nurses, all of these healthcare workers, they've all got families to provide for as well. So if they're not being paid, as much money as they need to survive even a living wage okay and again like I said I don't want to go into political details but there are nurses who are very doc well documented that they're using food banks to get by okay so when they don't even have enough money or like a basic salary to cover living expenses okay then of course they should be honest about what they want in life and their motivations and they should leave and you should ignore what people say and the other thing is going on about living expenses is plenty of people will comment and uh, make you know remarks about you if you are if you are motivated by income if you do want to change your financial situation people will always tell you oh you know what why are you doing that extra for money you should you should do it for the, for the good of character as if they would do anything differently okay guys it's, it's very easy for people to criticize when they're not in the same position as you okay it's so easy for, for people to say you know uh, it's all you know this person all they care about is money they don't see the bigger picture so i don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole but again just be honest about your motivations okay and uh, another non-financial example okay is somebody who wants to lose weight okay so this person is not happy with how their body looks okay and so they read up online they think okay i'm too fat i'm gonna lose weight this is what i'm gonna do so they set out a very good goal they say you know i'm 185 pounds in a couple of months i'm gonna go on the scale and it's gonna be 20 pounds lighter i don't know uh, let's say 10 pounds just for the sake of argument because it's going to make this more believable okay so a couple of months go by this person didn't really enjoy their journey they just ate foods they didn't even like okay they step on that scale okay surprise surprise it is in fact 10 pounds lower okay 
but they do not feel content because when they look in the mirror, they still see the same things they dislike about their body, whether that's a fat belly, not enough muscle, they just, you know, not round shoulders, whatever it could be, thigh gap. I, I don't want to encourage people to have body dysmorphia, but I'm saying that when you are not honest about your motivations, okay, when you are scared of the judgment of other people and you don't, or you are not honest about what you really want in life, you will set yourself up for discontentment, dissatisfaction and unhappiness, okay? Because in this example, if this person had just been a little bit more honest and said, you know, I want to look better, I want a more flat stomach, I want a bigger chest, I want you know, whatever it is they wanted, and then they actually got that and worked towards that instead of just saying, oh, you know, I'm not happy with my body, uh, let me lose some weight. So, you know, they actually stepped on the scale, they were lighter, so empirically they achieved that goal, but they're not happy because that's not really what they wanted. They weren't honest about their motivations. Now, the little caveat I will add is sometimes, you, and again, I've gone over this in other videos, you don't have to feel understood by everybody and you don't have to justify yourself to everybody, but at least to yourself, you should be honest about what you want and you should go after it, okay? So pillar number one is being honest about what you want in life, okay? Pillar number two of feeling more content in life is to find a higher purpose in life, okay? So. This is a great way of overcoming suffering, difficulties, and just the day-to-day -day struggles of life, okay? And one of the best case studies I can think of is the case study of Viktor Frankl, or Viktor E. Frankl, to give him the title he writes on his book. Okay, he's written many books, Man's Search for Meaning, Yes to Life in Spite of Everything, um, you know, The Will to Meaning, all sorts of different books he's written. They're really great. And uh, Maps of Meaning, you know, really great books, okay? But... Um, just to go back to his actual story and what he describes in Man's Search for Meaning, he describes the the situation in, uh, I think it was the Auschwitz camp, okay, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he's been to a few different, he had to be transferred between concentration camps. Uh, I don't want to get hung up on the details, but, you know, the concentration camp life, it was very tough, okay, I wasn't there myself, but he described it, he described how a lot of people turned to suicide, how a lot of people just died from, you know, inhumane conditions, okay, and what he said was that what got him through this difficult time in his life was his burning desire to write his manuscript anew. So essentially what happened is when he came into the, when he was imprisoned uh, in, in the concentration camps, he had actually written a book about a lot of his psychiatric findings and I think it was actually the Man's Search for Meaning original manuscript. And what actually happened was during the, the stay in, in the concentration camp, that book was taken away from him, so it never got published. So when he would go through the struggles in the concentration camp, he would think to himself that he has to make it through this difficult time in life because he has to write the manuscript again and make sure that it gets published. Now, that might not necessarily be what you want to do. You might not want to write a book, but my point is that hopefully you never find yourself in as dire circumstances as the concentration camps. But I'm saying the principle here really applies that when you find a higher purpose in life, you can actually be able, you can, it does give you that ability to transcend the difficulties, to overcome the suffering, and to live to try and fulfill that deeper meaning in life, okay? And I think there isn't really a better explainable example than uh, Viktor Frankl's case study there. So, a uh, really good point for you guys to consider. I'm just going to have a quick peek at the next bit. So, step three when you're trying to feel more content in life is to avoid any delays. And I'll give a bit more context in this. Avoid delays in leaving bad habits and avoid delays in starting good habits, okay? And uh, like I said, so the first two, you don't have to work through these in order, but let's say that you, okay, you're honest about what you want in life, okay? You found a deeper meaning in life, okay? This is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it, okay? 
Usually at that point, you might not have the skill set to go after what you want in life, but there's a very clear starting point. You know what you want, you know why you want to do it. So even if you don't know exactly how to do it, you know, okay, well, the first thing is I'm going to have to research that. I'm going to have to develop these skills, whatever. Okay. And you can actually see what's holding you back in life. So usually you have a very clear starting point. So step number three involves really, like I said, avoiding any delays. Okay. Get rid of all the things holding you back as soon as possible. Don't think oh, I'm going to wean off this. Okay. Unless it's like a life saving medication you're on or something, doctor's orders, try and cut bad things out of your life as soon as possible. Try and start good habits as soon as you can. Okay. So again, like I said, these are principles. So that could look different to everybody. So it could be cutting out junk food. It could be cutting out unnecessary expenditure in terms of good habits. It could be again, going to the gym, taking up a physical hobby, taking up a martial art. It could be learning to code. It could be learning a new language. It could be learning to teach. It could be studying a degree. It could be getting, it could be anything. Okay, guys, my point is, Avoid any delays, okay? Don't think, oh, I'll start money. No, no, no. You need to build that momentum as soon as possible, okay? Because the momentum is going to keep you going through the difficult times, okay? It's going to combine with that higher purpose. You're going to get the ball rolling. And, you know, not everything's going to be easy in life, but it's going to be much better when you have that momentum going, when you've cut out the bad habits and the good habits at the beginning. The progress starts to build and you start to see what you want to do in life, okay? And the case study I'm going to give here, nothing specific, okay, guys, but you ask anybody who's like three to five years training in the gym or three to five years trying to climb the corporate ladder, okay, first thing they'll say is, God, I just wish I started earlier, okay? So the biggest regret is they didn't start earlier because they've seen some good progress, they just wish they were slightly further ahead, okay? I have done a quick shot about wanting to start earlier, so you guys should check that out as well, but the key thing is that like I said, when you build that momentum, when you get that progress going, you are going to reduce that feeling of wanting to start earlier because you already had. Okay, so it's a great way to build that momentum and avoid future regrets. So step number three is don't delay. Okay, step number four in terms of seeking contentment is going to be cleansing yourself of excess. Okay, now that sounds a bit more, you know, like, like I said, higher meaning, it might need a bit more explaining. Okay. The excess that you find yourself particularly having is going to differ from person to person, okay? So you could find yourself having too much money, you could find yourself having too much spare time, you could find yourself not using your health, okay? So the key principle behind this pillar or this step actually is to stay grounded, it's to avoid becoming, you know, owned by things, it's to stay content, it's to make sure that you don't become too materialistic, and it's also to make sure that things that you have, for example, time, wealth, health, that you don't underutilize those things because they're very useful resources for yourself and they're very useful resources for others. And again, in giving to somebody, okay, let's say you give charity, okay, you give something to somebody to eat who's homeless, okay, you think that you are doing them a favor because you're giving them something, but actually they are doing you a favor as well, okay, I'm not denying that you're doing them a favor, okay, but they're doing you a favor as well in terms of feeling more content, feeling like a more fulfilling person because you're giving back to the community, you're helping other people, okay, that in itself is a reward and that in itself is a good act of charity that they're doing as well, so don't underestimate that, okay, so don't sleep on that, so like I said, it could be anything, uh, make sure that you, nothing owns you, okay, that's really the art of being content and detaching from material possessions, okay, so like I said, it could look different for different people. You might not have a lot of money. Okay, let's say for example you're you're a student or you're just in your twenties, you haven't your your career hasn't worked out yet, okay? You can volunteer, you can use your time for good things, okay? If you find yourself particularly healthy, you, know, you can volunteer for other things, you know, taking elderly people for walks, working in the community. You could even actually go as far as sharing your health with other people by donating blood or 
other you know aspects of your health that you're able to share with others okay and so again the very obvious one that like i mentioned before giving food to someone in the homeless okay if you've got excess money or if you've got excess clothes or excess possessions give these things away because again that's going to help you feel more content in the long term okay so step number four cleanse yourself of excess okay step number five the last and final point in seeking contentment is i actually haven't looked at the script too much i hope i haven't and i hope you guys enjoyed that so Step number five, the big finale, is using your purpose to excel in a particular field, okay? So this is a great way of building achievements. This is a great way of actually using those achievements. Like I said in previous videos with delayed gratification, I talk about this a lot, okay? You're really going to be able to feel that you earn those things. You're going to reset your enjoyment centers and your pleasure centers, so you're going to feel like a more whole and earned and deserved person, okay? That's going to increase your self-love. And it's going to be really easy to reinforce all of that through gratitude, okay? If you are more content with yourself, if you are more content with your achievements, and you've tangibly put effort into achieving those things, obviously you are going to feel better about yourself, and it's going to be easier to keep doing that and keep progressing in life, okay? And um, the other thing I'd like to mention is, so we give a case study and we move on, but actually if we go back to Viktor Frankl's case study, because I think this is one of the best examples of this as well, is, so he was really dedicated to writing his books, sharing his work, okay, particularly his work on human psychiatry, logotherapy, okay, so he was so dedicated to that, that, like I said, he overcame the difficulties of the concentration camps, and when he submitted his manuscript, Man's Search for Meaning, he actually did it anonymously, okay, because he, it was just that important to him, he, he didn't care about attribution, and I don't want to go too much into the story in case I get any details wrong, but he submitted this manuscript anonymously, okay? He wasn't even sure it would do well in life. He wasn't sure it would get anywhere. But he was just so passionate about finishing that manuscript and helping other people, giving back, okay? So he's got that purpose and he's trying to excel in the field. So what actually happened once he submitted that manuscript, obviously it wasn't instantaneous, but his manuscript, Man's Search for Meaning, got published into a book, it became one of the best sellers, okay, his work in logotherapy as a psychiatrist, it became pioneering in the field, okay, still used today, he is widely regarded as a very, you know, important figure in psychiatry and logotherapy and helping other people, okay, like I said, his book, Man's Search for Meaning, became a bestseller, so that's a really interesting point, that actually he submitted that manuscript anonymously, and he didn't even care if it was successful or not, yet it became a bestseller, okay? And in his own words, he describes this as, I'm just gonna make sure I don't butcher this quote. So he actually says, Happy, uh, success, like happiness, cannot be pursued. It must end you, okay? So like I said, this actually all goes back to delayed gratification, enjoying the journey, enjoying the process. And going back to his case study, we can see he used his purpose, okay? He wasn't focused on the money or the success or becoming a best-selling author he was just so focused on overcoming that difficulty sharing his knowledge with others and giving back to the community that actually success just happened as a byproduct okay and you can see actually from the way he's written as well i mean you can't look directly into his brain but you can tell that he must have felt a lot more content when that book was written and a lot more content in sharing that knowledge okay so that's why i left this pillar for the last because i think is the most important is to use that purpose to excel in a particular field and like i said you'll be able to find some achievements enjoy the process improve your self-love and reinforce all of that through gratitude best example like i said victor frankel and just remember that 
success like happiness cannot be pursued it must ensue okay so i'm going to leave the video there guys hope you enjoyed that video like comment share subscribe master your feelings and master yourself take care guys